Okay, Patrick, back with another episode, of course. Um, so much to talk about, as we always say. Uh, where do you want to start this morning? I want to start that we're in our, uh, I'm in our new, brand new office uh, at 7272 Wisconsin. We're not operational yet fully up here, but we're, we're getting there. But I am... Uh, I am officially working out of our new building. This is amazing. Exciting. This is so exciting. Like, huge upgrade. I mean, how many years was Fox 5 in that building on Wisconsin Avenue? Since 1966. Oh, my God. And the interior looked it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, you guys did they, the best. Literally, they were, they were, they've been there. We've been there since um, a year before I was born. God, that's nuts. That is crazy. No, I thought you were just going to say that's really old. <laughs> <laughs> no. And there's been, I mean, it is kind of nuts because there's been some legendary reporters that have come through there. Maury Povich worked there. Um, legendary, uh, for sure, legendary. I mean, legendary. You know, yeah. I mean, we have some people who, you know, been there. You know, I think our most tenured employee is, I think, 41 years, give or take. So, you know, you know, that's that's it, a long time to be in that in one one building. The right? end of an era. Yeah, it's really. And now this new building, though, I hear like we all have to do training. I, I hear like the technology is going to be like insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to we're going to hopefully run parallel operations for a period of time, you know, uh, but we're going to take it slow. We're going to we're not going to like we're not announcing like a live date. Yeah, because, you know stuff happens and so oh, construction's a nightmare always you know you're like a homeowner it's like it's always yeah more the tech stuff just making sure you know the the new technologies talk to each other and everything is you know copacetic i guess so we'll uh and what's the new so it, it, re it really is exciting i mean it's um uh, you know four or five year project kind of coming uh you know i I mean, the only sad thing is that, uh, you know, I wish the entire station could embrace it because we still have people working from home, you know, probably not going to return to you know, either post 4th of July or, you know, September. Uh, although now with the CDC changing, uh, you know, quick reversal on uh, masks and everything and jurisdictions changing quickly, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that's revisited uh, where, you know, you know, originally it was like, Labor Day, but that, you know, that could change. We'll see. Yeah, because, you know, what is what's really um, developed over the past week? Because last week when we did the show, you know, obviously Mayor Bowser had done a quick reversal. Nightclubs were reopening, restaurants. Mayor Bowser did a quick reversal, but then the CDC in a, in a shocking reversal, or I don't want to say reversal, but shocking new guideline release uh, said people, those who are vaccinated, don't have to wear masks anymore, except for a few circumstances, like maybe in a healthcare facility, very, very tight, crowded areas. Um, you know, maybe maybe some mass transportation. I'm not even sure that. But wait, indoors, will. indoors too. Yes, really. Oh, no, because so, I'm so New York City. New York City, as of today, no more indoor mandate. Maryland. No more indoor mandate, except for Montgomery County. Always like two weeks behind everything. So Montgomery County, because they achieved at least fifty percent of the entire county population 
has at least their second dose or their first dose or only dose, I should say, of J&J, that'll be two weeks post that hitting that percentage next weekend. And therefore, they'll follow the state guidelines, which no indoor masks. So all these retailers target Costco, Starbucks, uh, Walmart, on and on and on. No more indoor men, no more indoor masks. Um, I did get a Starbucks this morning in Montgomery County, had to wear a mask because, again, it won't go into effect officially until a week from from this Friday. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and, you know, there's this debate. Was it too quick? I There's still a lot of apprehension to take off the mask. I think people are still going to wear masks. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't understand it, but I'm not. You know, it is what it is. If people feel like wearing masks, then, then go ahead. Um, well, yeah, people are gross and they don't they, they lie about if they've had the vaccine or not. So I'm going to continue well, let to me ask you this question. Why do you care if they're vaccinated? The only reason I care is for myself, because it's like we saw this week, Bill Maher, fully vaccinated, everybody, the HBO host, everybody knows seven Yankees players, all J and J fully vaccinated, still got the virus. I don't want to get the virus, even though I'm almost fully vaccinated. I don't want to get the virus anyway. So I'm going to still wear a mask. But but then you're going to basically you're going to wear a mask in perpetuity or until what? You feel like there's a high enough percentage of people who've gotten vaccinated? No, I I seriously may wear a mask like on airplanes, in public places, like forever. I I don't think because in two years now, well, it hasn't been two years, but two and a half years, right? Almost of mask wearing like i've been the least sick i've ever been a year year and two months we keep adding years whatever okay year and two months whatever tomato tomato you know um so i've been the least sick of course i mean i haven't seen i've socialized with you know 70 percent less of people than ever before but you know i think and you see this in asian countries we've talked about on this podcast before for years in asian countries long before coronavirus they've always worn masks out in public, on airplanes, on public transportation, because they know, like, people are always spreading viruses and germs. I'm here. I mean, I don't think it should be mandated. I think you're right. Like, if people don't want to wear the mask, no problem. But personally, I'm wearing a mask. Like, because people, they're going to be sick. They're still going to be sick with corona. Okay. But if the vaccines work, you're not going to get real sick. But to your point, that the no one should faint shame either way, right? Shame me. Either. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I just don't want anybody's sickness. Ugh. Yeah. I do have one friend who I will shame just because I'd like to bust his chops. But, I mean, technically, I'm not shaming him. No, listen, I, if you feel more comfortable in, in, a, in a close setting or transportation wearing a mask, then, then that's fine, right? You know, um, I will say you'll probably always have a mask handy. Because I can tell you right now, if I go to a restaurant and somebody's like sneezing and crap, I'll probably put it on. Like to your point, not getting a cold in the last year is pretty, pretty nice, right? Now, you weren't close to a lot of people that you didn't know, um, but. But even, I mean, didn't you find yourself healthier in the sense too, like even the flu? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like I haven't had the flu even before coronavirus for like two years. And it's probably because yeah. of like social, more social distancing. More wearing yeah, masks. Social distancing and, and, and some mask wearing. Although I, I will say, like, you know, kids have to wear masks in the fall. I, I that, To me, that's crazy. Kids don't get sick. Like, the, Are that's you where go- I think, you know. Yeah, keep going. Go 
No, you know, you go. No, no, I'm just kids. saying, like, I think it should be kids want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Kids don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Okay, but here's my question for you. Are you going to go back to, like, handshaking people? You know, obviously, we're not, like, big huggers at Fox 5. But, like, are you – see, I used to be, right, to, like, people. I'd always, like, give them a hug, greeting. Are you going back to any of that? Are you going to, like, no fist bump only? I think I think I like shaking hands. I My guess is it'll probably be 90% fist bump. But if somebody puts out their hand, you know – I'm I'm not going to not shake it, probably. Okay. Um, That's good to know. Because you know what? My husband and well, I just I bought... Mean, I mean, if, if it's some, if it's some rich, random person I really don't know, uh, I'm probably just going to fist bump. But if it's you know somebody I know, and certainly somebody I know has been vaccinated, if I see them like and they want, you know, they put out their hand, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to shake it. Okay. See, we bought a new car, a Subaru. We'll say hugging is probably safer, right? It is. You think? Yeah, hands are dirty. Agreed. Agreed. So like when you like when you give somebody one of those fake hugs, like you're not really touching <laughs> them, are you? Unless you sneeze on them or something. When you're actually, yeah, it's like a side. You move your head to the side. It's like a little fake hug. That's probably actually safer than handshake, is my guess. Well, I mean, really, we've learned, right? The li- the less you touch people, the more likely you are, you know, to stay healthy. That's going to be the hard part. Because uh, the, for the first time ever, you know, we bought a Subaru. Don't even get me started. I, like, I'm oh, officially oh. that. I know. I know. So it's, what what did it come down to the Prius or the Subaru? No, it came down to a Kia. Have you, like, have you heard the rage? Like, everybody drives a Kia now. Have you heard the rage? I, my, my, actually, my daughter has a Kia. Loves it. Uh, okay, yeah. So Kias are so popular that they're selling them for ten thousand dollars more than MSRP. I refuse to pay that. It's it's a Kia. This yeah. isn't a Rolls Royce SUV. I told her she should trade it in because it's hers is one of the original Kia Souls. I think it's a two thousand ten, and there's there's like a demand for them. Uh, she should trade. It. Yes, there, trade Kias it are huge. Get get above value and and buy a new one. She really should. Like, they're, it's it's insane how popular they are. But we ended up buying a Subaru. Oh, God. But anyhow, the guy who sold it to us wanted to shake our hands. And it was, you know, it was one of those really awkward moments where I was yeah. like, oh, I don't really want to shake your hand. But like, you were really excited. I remember, quick story. I remember when, uh, I mean, we were three months in, not even, two months into the pandemic. And, you know, I... Uh, somebody we know in the neighborhood hadn't seen him in a little while and uh so i'm at starbucks outside you know in the parking lot and uh he put out his hand like just instinctively and i put out mine and and then like the entire day i was like i put my hand like in a plastic bag i washed (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly right it's weird now to even think about shaking someone's hand um all right it's interesting being back in an office, I mean, I, I've been coming in, you know, several days a week here and there and three days, you know, obviously as we've been building the building and it's a, it's a nice feeling to have people in a f- office area. You know, I, I'm not sold on this. Um, people can be as productive in perpetuity from home. I, I, I think that there needs, I certainly think we're going to rethink hybrid schedules flex schedules people are you know obviously remote working post-pandemic um 
but you could feel there's some more energy. Now, granted, we're moving into new buildings, so maybe that's what we're feeling. But I, I believe that these companies that are saying they're going to have their employees work from home forever, I think they're going to miss out on a, a lot of collaboration, some ideas, and just, you know, people meeting people the right way and learning from, you know, either listening in or being pulled into a meeting or just general conversation, uh, creativity, I think. So, uh, you know, I, I think people are going to have to step back and then re-examine. Like, I think people are getting caught up in making those decisions because it's in the pandemic. Right. Uh, but um, I don't know if you saw the, um, um, is it, it was the head of the Washingtonian, I believe. Okay. Got in some- Got in some hot water because she, 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 she penned an op-ed that went into the Washington Post about return to work, and I think I don't want—I may not have this right—but said something to the effect that you know want people to come back, and it's harder to fire someone you see every day. Okay, and and- so so the editorial board at the Washingtonian or the editorial writers, I believe, uh, obviously protested. They didn't write that day. She, she since apologized. I apologize. I don't remember her name, but you know, so it's an interesting, this, you're going to have to be sensitive to people have changed their life schedules. People see. So, so quick pivot, you know, you know, a lot of people are talking about how uh, these, these retailers and, and other businesses that are opening up, or reopening up can't find workers. And, you know, a lot of people are blaming the $300 additional week. week. I think that maybe had something to do with it with like gig workers, restaurant, uh, you know, bartenders and, 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 you know, hostesses and, and so forth. But I really think it has to do with people have changed their lifestyles. Maybe the mom or dad had to quit. So the, my, the, the the husband or wife could, you know, do their thing, or maybe they had to quit their main job to help the business, or childcare, or you know, and now you can't just abandon that, and that's where I think the schools, you you, know, you and I have talked. I think the schools not getting kids back to school, I think was a mistake. On multiple levels, and oh, we've yeah. talked about it. Yeah, <clears throat> for, certainly for the kids, socialization, learning curve. I think they're right, you know behind uh, the, from the teacher's perspective, but also from getting the normalcy of knowing your kids going to school, so I could work. Um, you know, I only need somebody to drive or pick up at the end of the day. Uh, those haven't those things haven't figured out yet, and you know. The, the, the constant hesitation and the delay in returning kids to school, I think that's had an impact on people being able to go back to work. Now, we'll see in the fall, but... Um, Do you think, too, people have realized that they can live with a lot less? Like, you know, so if you did have a two-income household, suddenly you no longer are spending probably thousands of dollars a month on... Yeah, but that's going to change. I mean, listen, I, you know... People are going to start going back on vacation, I would think. People are going to start, you know, kids are going to, you know, sports, you know, club sports like, your, you know, your Dan's involved in costs a decent amount of money, activities, vacations, school supplies, you know, going out. You know, people 
people have been living in sweats and shorts for the last 14 months. Right. right? So, I, you know, I think that, um, and maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they realize there's more important things, you know, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I do think this, this theory that, you know, things aren't going to change, you know, whatever that new norm is, I, you know, I think they are, I, you know, I, I really do. So, uh, Listen, it'll be interesting to see, you know, and then we'll hit the booster phase. <laughs> it's just gonna yeah, be. yeah. Well, I mean, I, like I was saying to you, I think places like okay, so you've seen the Yankees, you've seen people test positive with even getting the vaccine. So I don't know. I feel like that's going to be leverage for okay, places but like people Luka. are going to still get it, right? The vaccine, it's not a hundred percent. It is almost a hundred percent at preventing you from getting really sick. So all those Yankee players are fine. Bill Maher's fine. Like all these people who get it now, even though they're vaccinated, are fine. So, like, somebody is going to get COVID, right? It's, yeah, it's now, here to stay. Now, hopefully, it becomes an endemic, you know, with the boosters. Yeah, we're going to be living with this thing. But just because someone gets COVID doesn't mean, you know, life's over now or potentially like it was. So, if assuming the vaccines work and they seem to be doing very well, Okay, you got COVID, so you stay home for a few days and you're fine. Like, like that's how. Like, back oh, to like work. Back to work, right? Like, you get the flu, you stay home for a week, and you come back to work. I mean, you don't have to quarantine anymore and all that stuff. Wow. Okay, so I guess it sounds like we are going to have to come back to the office at Fox Five, huh? We're not going to be teleworking for the next ten years. Uh, I think this will be a combo, but yeah. <laughs> you want people back in the office? I get it. Not a hundred percent, but it's. It, I, I think it's good to be in an office. I really do. Oh, I I love it. I love it. And and do you think most people want to go back to offices, or it depends on the industry? I think it's. I think it's industry. I think it's the type of um, industry and position. So, you know, and again, I don't know this in our company, but I would think. Like maybe my finance department is more willing to work from home. Yeah, right. Why do they need to be there necessarily? Because yeah. they tend to be, you know, they're technical, you know, you know, maybe you know, a little less social. And I don't mean that like necessarily our people, but in general, we're an engineer or something. But I can tell you right now, I would bet most of my sales folks, because they tend to be more, you know, extroverted, you know, socialization, clients, you know. I, my guess is they all want to come back, but maybe not five days a week. Maybe right. they want, you know, three days a week or four days a week, or, you know, they go to their clients and, and calls directly from home where, you know, we kind of, Oh, you had to come to the building. You had to be here at eight thirty, And then, you know, like those days are over. Yeah. Right, I think. Yeah. Where, you know, the, where, you know, you got to clock in, but I will say last thing on this and we can move on. I read a great article by Jamie diamond who said, that if, if, if managers, business owners, executives think that the productivity will remain the same from home post-pandemic as it was during the pandemic, they're really mistaken. Because as things have now opened up and continue to open up more, people start, you know, kids have activities, you know, you're going to see the productivity from home decrease. Because people were, people were locked in their home. Yeah. Plus we're, it was it was it, we're all in this together mentality, right? Right. And you're trying to keep your job. 
and show that you can be productive from home. But now it'll be interesting if that productivity and he believes won't will not be the same from home if you were to measure it post pandemic, you know, during pandemic. That's interesting. I'd like to see how that plays out. I mean, you know, people are going to be like, oh, I got to go run an errand. I got to do this. I got to pick up my kid. I got to, you know, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And can they still be, yeah, as productive? That's a good question. Focused and productive when they're, you know, there's more activities going on and more distractions, more, you know, that's a fair point outside, too. Outside of their home where they were working. So it'll be interesting. Um all right, let's let's move on to some political- by the way. The, the only uh, one of the other reasons I am literally sick of zooms. Like like just parable now. Really? Right? An in-person meeting. Great. I think you're old school, really. I don't mind it at all. Like, I think it is. I mean, I get I'm with you on the collaborative thing. I think it'd be great to come in a couple days a week and collaborate and stuff. But I I feel way more productive here. Like, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like, on let's say Mondays and Fridays, you have a couple Zoom meetings. You you could bring people who maybe from, you know, who, who you couldn't call into a meeting can get on the Zoom. But then a few days a week, I think you need to be in person and, and, you know, walking around and, you know. It's so funny. I don't mind the Zoom at all. Hugging and shaking hands. (laughs) (laughs) Hugging and shaking hands. Okay. Well, probably coming, I guess, this summer, maybe. Um, All right. I know it kind of. Sounds like a new show. Yeah. uh, Right. Speaking of, I got to ask you about that, about NBC announcing for the first time, I think ever, they're not going to have, they have no new fall comedy show sitcoms. Interesting. We can get to that. We can get to that. There's yeah. some good. There's some good lifestyle stories today. But I did want to ask you one of the biggest stories that has dominated. And you and I kind of said, look, we'll just touch on this briefly. But um, obviously, big conflict in Israel and Palestine um, between the two. The bombings continue. A lot of deaths. A lot of deaths of children. Um, how do you feel that the Biden administration has handled it over the past week? Um, listen, it's it's. This has been an ongoing conflict for for a long time. There's there's you know, depending on what side you're on, you feel one very way or strongly. the other. Yep, definitely. Both, both from from a from a humanitarian, religious, land ownership standpoint. Um, you know, historically, you know, the United States has no matter what been in the you know Israeli camp. Uh, I think that remains the case, although I do think that, you know, you know, there's there's been some outspoken Congress persons who, um, you know, are in, in support of, of the, the, the Palestines. I mean, I think it really kind of hinders on whether you think Hamas is a terrorist organization or not mm-hmm. or supports terrorism or is supported by terrorist groups. Um. You know, it's a tough spot. Yeah, it is. It's very complicated. I, I feel like they need to engage a little bit more than they have. That's what um, I kind of wondered if you would say that, because it does seem like, you know, like, they're... What's interesting to me is I don't, like, usually the Secretary of State is front and center on these things. I mean, and, and Trump and, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, President Obama and George Bush and going back. I don't feel like that's the case with this administration. My guess is most people don't even know who the Secretary of State is. So, listen, I'm not going to pass judgment yet, but I, I, my sense is 
I think they need to be more engaged in it, right? I know they've tried to do, I know he spoke to, to both leaders, um, trying to get to some sort of uh, ceasefire. Um, I don't know, we'll see. It's just, you know, it's, a, yeah. it's unfortunate, but it, it does, you know, it, it's, a, it's a conflict, in, you know, with deep roots into, you know, your, your beliefs and, and, and religion and, you know, the rights of, of who, whose land it is and, um, and all that stuff. So you know, very, very complicated uh, issue. Yeah, 100%. And very, very, obviously very tragic. I mean, regardless, you know, children shouldn't be involved in it. And um, Well, we uh, did, and, you know, we did on this podcast in the past make a big deal about Jared Kushner when he, you know, for the Trump administration had sort of brokered this peace deal. But obviously it seems like this part of it has fallen apart. Um, I don't know, know, anything we want to say to that regard? Like, No, I just... Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say is I think they got to just be, I, I think the administration needs to be more engaged in it. But maybe they're working behind the scenes, you know, which is different than what Trump would do. He would boast about fixing it and not fix it. So, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Okay, moving on from that, um, you know, the other some of the other big stories too. the mayor, the mayoral candidates in um, New York, you know, the mayor race, there's going to be big Rudy Giuliani's son announcing that he's going to run. Um, but some of the other against Cuomo. Oh, that's for governor. Thank you, Cuomo. Uh, the mayoral candidate race, though, got a lot of attention this past week because two of the candidates had no idea the housing costs in Brooklyn. I know. Um, that was just I mean, they're not front runners. Andrew Yang apparently is the front runner there. Yeah, he's probably going to win. Right. Yep. Who I actually am excited about. I don't know about you, but I feel like he well, will bring I, some. I, I liked I liked him during the presidential race. I think New York needs a change. Uh, the city needs somebody who, uh, you know, as in the city's most always going to hire a liberal or a Democrat. Um, you know, obviously they hired Rudy Giuliani when he was actually more. Well, Bloomberg, I don't, I, would you consider Bloomberg really a, li- a liberal? Bloomberg, Bloomberg was a Republican. Then he yeah. became a moderate and then he ran as a Dem. So, <laughs> you know, um, it's always going to be someone, I, you know, listen, I think Rudy Giuliani and people forget Rudy Giuliani when he actually was governor in New York was normal. Right. And again, I don't mean that like he, he, people, people liked him as mayor. I mean, yeah, certainly when he was the mayor, did, yeah. he did a very good job. Um, so, you know, when you think Rudy Giuliani, you're thinking like the crazy press conferences that he did under he Trump. Was, I mean, he was, you think about, he was beloved in New York, cleaned up New York yeah. city, had gone after. Yeah, obviously he, he, um, you know, was, in his last months when, when nine 11 happened, you know, they call him the, they, I believe he, they called him, you know, the nation's mayor, right. Mr. Mayor and all this stuff. So, uh, but it'll be interesting to see New York needs a change. I think New York needs someone who understands the, the balance between, you know, uh, you know, so-called liberal policies or, or democratic policies, but also understands that the, the city needs to, to embrace business Listen, I don't envy whoever becomes mayors going forward in these major cities because I think real estate, commercial real estate, keeping businesses downtown in in so-called high rent districts. Uh, A lot of people moved out of these cities. I think their tax base is going to suffer. You know, we talked about going back to work. You know, 
obviously we're a news organization, you know, uh, first and, and, and foremost. So you do have to be in the building, you know, but, you know, if you're a real estate company or an insurance company or whatever, do you really have to be? So, and you're certainly not going to pay, you know, Fifth Ave, New York Park Ave taxes and rent and all that stuff. So no way. Why would you? Why? Yeah. Why would you? I mean, my God, you can look at your workforce. I mean, almost any industry, not any, but a lot of industries aside from ours, you know, if you're in the tech I'm business. Su- I'm surprised you went to New York mayors and all that stuff rather than talking about your friend, uh, Christy Teigen, who seems to be a bully, right? What are your thoughts? Not surprised. <laughs> but, you know, okay, uh, here's the thing. A lot, Target has parted ways with her. You know, I mean, I think they're holding her accountable yeah, the way they would. Yes, I do. And I give them a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, the more I read about it, the more people seem to have said she was like this in the past. So maybe she was getting a pass for quite a while, similar to like, you know, my good friend Alec Baldwin. Uh but, you know, who, oh, by the way, Alec Baldwin, now that his wife has been canceled, has come out, is now yeah. adamant about anti. He hates cancel culture now. So you yeah. and Alec may actually have things in common yeah. now. He's very so, anti cancel. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't I think uh, and her apology was kind of weak, too. Look, I find her. You know, honestly, they said she didn't even apologize personally. She just apologized kind of to the person, but in public, but never really called her. To Courtney Stoden, yeah. Courtney Stoden, yeah. So um, we'll we'll see where that goes. I have to say, <laughs> in reading, you know, I, I was kind of indifferent. I wasn't like a big Chrissy Teigen fan, but you know, I thought she's kind of entertaining. Obviously, John Legend's a very talented yeah. singer. All those things, right? So, like, I followed. But you know, when you read what she would write to these girls, and and you know, she was nearly thirty when she was yeah. doing this. This wasn't like she was sixteen, kind of bullying another sixteen-year-old. And you're like, wow. I mean, we've canceled 16 year olds before for what they said, right? True. Absolutely. Um, but you, the, some of the stuff she was writing is, I think, really, I, you know, I think some of the stuff, like like the Teen Vogue, you know, editor who got, I thought that was bananas. You know, she should yeah, have bananas. So stupid. And then the girl that came after her had homophobic tweets. From, and, and I don't know if she's ever been held. Anyway, it goes on and on. But I do think it's a little jarring what Chrissy Teigen wrote to these women uh, as a grown woman, you know? So I, I am, even Bloomingdale's canceled an event with her. I guess I'm always on the fence. Do you think, you, yeah, I guess I you mean, think. When, when someone, when someone, especially at 30 years old, you got to question either they have issues that they're not disclosing or they're really a different person behind the scenes. Um, you know, people do make mistakes too. You know, it happened a couple of times though. So, you know, is that a mistake? Um, I mean, to go into a girl's private DMs, to DM her and tell her to kill herself is really, I mean, you know, I can see making a joke like we talked about, right? You make jokes online, maybe people don't get them, they're insensitive, okay. But I mean, to really personally DM somebody and tell them to take their lives, it's like, wow, you've got to really be... Or for example, if she was doing like a stand-up, like you said, like if she was a stand-up comic and made a joke about somebody and it came, it became like, oh, that's really insensitive. You know, suicide's not something to joke with or something. Okay. Yeah. You know, she tried to tell a joke, wasn't the best, wasn't good, move on. 
but yeah, you're right to go into someone's DMs and specifically do that. It's it's kind of tough, right? Yeah. And I do think it's right for these companies to part ways. I mean, they'll probably end up working with her again in the future, but at least they've, you know, taken some action because that was pretty Are you bizarre. Harry and Meghan Markle yet? Am I over them or am I? I'm over. I'm over them. Are you? I'm, o- I'm, I'm so done. You know what? You know, listen, I'm sure growing up as a royal was not easy for Harry. And I'm sure maybe his Charles does look like a tough guy, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yes. But but enough. Like, be quiet. You're rich. Go live in America with Megan. Like, enough. I'm, uh, like, totally done with him, her, done. See you later. <laughs> you know, I have to say I am too. And I'm not exactly sure why they're... Cause yeah, I- I'm not sure why either, but like enough talking. Like, you know what? You chose to leave. Go. Bye. There is something really uh, annoying at this point about both of them. And I think, you know, he came out and criticized the First Amendment. You know, it's 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 just, yeah. I'm, oh, we got a lot. Bill Gates. What about that? Well, but what are your thoughts about Bill Gates? Because, I mean, I feel like it's same old, same old. Look, obviously, their marriage was not as perfect as portrayed. He, you know, oh, he no, met with Jeffrey Epstein. Like that he, you know, he, he had to drop off the board because of inappropriate behavior oh, yeah, at Microsoft. And, you know, you know. So, are we shocked? Are we that shocked, though? The guy's like. A little shocked at that one, right? No. Well, yeah, I mean, he has no game. I mean, I'm like, not shocked they're getting divorced. People get, I'm, I'm just shocked that, like. You know, yeah, someone he, that nerdy was like, you know, like he was visiting, he was visiting uh, Weinstein there, Weinstein, right? Or no, I mean, no, no, Epstein. Eps- close yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, the same people, right? Same people. Um, yeah, and that supposedly that was like part of the catalyst for them splitting up was him, you know, meeting with Jeffrey Epstein, which I can understand yeah, is I'm disturbing. Sure, I'm sure there was more with internal, how to come off the board and, and things like that. So, you know. A lot of craziness. A lot, lot of. Well, there's never a domo. I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I also think, you know, and maybe this is a crazy pivot, but um, I do think when people get out more, there's less of this. I hope. It's been a tough year with social media. I think people are cooped up in their homes. They're on social media. They're just, you know, anger. Like, let's go get out, you know, run two miles, go for a walk, go for a hike put the phone down and like stop this craziness. It's nuts. I mean, I hope you're right. It's funny that we're in this, um, you know, we're definitely in this era of like a deep dive of like, like everybody's a web sleuth. Like everybody is digging up every bit of information about you to expose you. It's a weird, which I don't know, I guess on the one hand maybe is good, but it's like, who doesn't have things that in their past? Yeah. I, I think that, um, but these companies continue to make mistakes and reacting very quickly, you know, to the, to the so-called woke staff, uh, like take a deep breath. Things will like, everything doesn't have to, everything doesn't need a decision immediately, like resign, quit, fire, uh, cancel, like let's slow down a little bit. Let's, you know, let's, what's really going on here. And, uh, you know. Hey, look at Governor Cuomo. I mean, do you hear anything about him now? I don't even think anybody's calling for his resignation. Maybe a few, but you know, five five point one million for the book, where where he, you know, when you look back, he kind of screwed up the nursing home thing, screwed up a few other things, 
And he's still I, six and he's still there. Yeah. And he'll, and he'll probably win again if you if you run. <laughs> Do you think? I don't know. Andrew well, almost beating him. I mean, um, Giuliani's Andrew, son. Andrew Giuliani's not beating him. That's true. That's true. You're right. Um, some other big stories that made headlines. Uh, 60 Minutes spent a good uh, portion of their show on Sunday saying that the uh, there is UFOs out there and, and interviewed well-established you know, Air Force pilots who had um, come across these bizarre, I don't know if you'd call them ships or satellites or UFO, whatever. Well, did you read anything about that? Do you believe there is other life out there? I believe there's other life. You do? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure somewhere. I don't believe in UFOs or aliens, though. I don't think there's like these crazy. Wait, do you think they were UFO by. ships, though? Like, like UFO. Um, no, no. What do you think they are then? I have no idea. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't. I think there's some life out there. I don't know. Um. I, okay, I, I really. Uh, no, I don't think there's aliens. I, look, I blame. Didn't, didn't I, you go to? Didn't you like do a pilgrimage to? Uh... Yeah, alien stock. Yeah, yeah. It was a bunch of loons out there. There weren't any <laughs> aliens. I mean, you know, come on, give me a break. Are you kidding? <laughs> if anything, it reassured to me. Okay, this is no. I mean, these people are, you know, four stops. Do I think an Independence Day uh, invasion is going to happen someday? <laughs> no. no, I don't. I blame China for everything. So I think it's China yeah. with these like spy, some sort of yeah, spy equipment. That Do you know that that China, uh, you know, rocket satellite, whatever it was, it was crashing to Earth. Yes, like, I, I was kind of a little nervous. Like, what if this, you know, <laughs> like. I know, and everyone was so casual about it. I'm like, they're probably oh. trying to secretly... Well, okay, I have to stop. And it's really... I mean, the Chinese people are wonderful. It's the government. But, you know, I just feel like they are trying to definitely take us down. Um, trying to mess with us, right? Oh, my God. Don't you think... 100%. Them and Russia. Like, they don't want to see democracy succeed. I mean, we could go on. Yeah, the in the last week, we since we did our last, we had the pipeline hack, right? Okay, there's another great topic. Craziness. You had the, you know, we talked about the CDC reversal, all these sports opening up 100%. Uh, you know, it's. But Patrick, isn't it bananas to you that that pipeline company paid the ransom? They're now saying they paid how many millions of dollars in Bitcoin to yeah, these. I thought, hackers. I thought it was 5 million, but I don't. Was it 5 million? Yeah, something like that. Don't you feel like that's a horrible precedent? Like, can Mama, we what, not- are you, what are you going to do? You got to get back to business. Screw them. I mean, I would once you once you pay one ransom, it's like when you ki- they they kidnap an American in the, you know in a foreign country. They never they tell you don't pay the ransom because yeah, then they're going to keep but doing you, it. But you can't shut your business down forever. I mean, I'm listen. I don't agree with it, but I don't know if you have an alternative at that point. I think what you got to do is pay it, and then hopefully between the FBI, CIA, and other. F- federal agencies and international agencies um you know you figure out who it was and you try to eliminate them but in the moment i don't know if you could avoid it okay now you know the latest you can't keep the pipeline shut down why not why are we like we're that weak as a society like fuck these guys like i would have been like i would where, where was the pipeline ceo like come out and be like we're not gonna pay this shit america like 
You know, we're like. Well, the CEO should have had a better firewall, right? And that. But I mean, now the, the latest report is they actually were paid 90 million in Bitcoin, these hackers. Oh. It's not 5 million. It's 90 million. Yeah, I, I, I said 5 million. I think it was 50 million they were asking, but it was 90 million. Wow. Isn't that insane? Well, no, Bitcoin just dropped to 37,000, right? Then it dropped in half or something recently. I hope so. I, I just, yeah. that, that drove me I, nuts. By the way, I'm the first time. I don't understand the whole cryptocurrency market and stuff. I don't at all. It's supposedly the future. But we missed that. We missed our window to get in on Bitcoin anyway. That's insane. Yeah. Now we got to get What's in on your, Dogecoin. I want to get Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah. Dogecoin. Dog, dog thing, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, real quick, I want to ask you kind of rapid fire some other things. Um, th- this is a big Supreme Court um, case that they're going to hear. The Supreme Court is to hear Mississippi's abortion case challenging Roe versus Wade. Now, this is kind of fascinating because it's the first time, you know, a lot of the Trump electees are really going to be tested. Amy Coney Barrett, um, you know, obviously uh, Kavanaugh. This is pretty historic because essentially they're going to review does life start at 22 weeks? And you know, of course, people who are anti-abortion say that it starts from the moment of conception, right? Um, right. And this could make abortion, if they say, okay, life starts at, you know, the minute of conception, there would be like no more abortions in Mississippi. And, you know, this could really rock Roe versus Wade. What are your, any thoughts on this? So you want me to weigh in on abortion on our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're asking yeah, me to do Yeah, you know, here? tell us what's your deal are you pro-life are you anti-life where are you at i'm I'm pro-choice um but do you think this is as big a deal as people are making it this because a lot of people listen i you know listen i'm pro-choice i personally believe that there is a week i don't know if it's 22 if it's 20 if it's 24 other people need to decide that beside me for sure but i do think there comes a point where okay if we're past 22 weeks 24 weeks 28 weeks again don't know that week no more abortion unless it's medically sure absolutely medically necessary either for the child or for the mom sure i don't believe in like 34th week abortions i don't I'm with you. Now that I've had a baby, absolutely. But I also think that the the woman has the right to choose up to a point. So, you know, I I don't think it's all or nothing, but it's interesting. I do think that it's kind of, and try to follow me here because this may come across, this may get edited out, actually. (laughs) I think it's, you know, the pro, the the anti-abortion. Uh, group or people are in essence the same as the the pro guns, right? They don't want any in between. They're afraid that it's a slippery slope, right? So if you do twenty two weeks, well, then it becomes sixteen weeks, and then it becomes right. the minute there's a heartbeat, right? Right. Firstly, if you say no, no, you know, no, no uh, extra ammunition, no ARs, no this, no that. My guess is there should be a middle ground on both sides, right? And again, I'm just talking about these are two big issues. Right. They're not related in any other way. But there are people who believe, well, you're pro-life, but you're pro-guns, which take lives. So they do they do conf- 
they do conflate a little bit these two issues. So it's an interesting, you know. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. It is. And it does it become a slippery slope. So I think that case will be interesting to watch. Um, two more things really quick. NBC, yeah. the first time ever they are not going to air any new sitcoms, any new half-hour comedy sitcoms this fall. Uh, do you think comedy is done? They claim that it, they're not done with it, but the ratings have slipped. Why do you think people aren't watching sitcoms, like comedy sitcoms, anymore? Um, you know, I, listen, I don't know if they're not watching. I think that... Um, you know, with all the streaming services now, True. I think, uh, and all the, you know, obviously the Netflixes of the world and the Amazons and, the, you know, th- those services, uh, you, they're, they're probably getting first crack at the best stuff. You know, I watched Ted Lasso over so two good. finished the 10 episodes over two nights. And I mean, just fantastic. Yeah. And you, you can't do that on regular television anymore. It's unfortunate, but you can't. So, and when I say regular television, like network linear television. Sure. But they can put stuff on Peacock or Disney Plus or, you know, CBS, for example, is in essence, they're renewing Clarice, the uh, the drama on, on CBS. Yep. But they're sending it straight to Paramount Plus. Yes. Seal, Seal's returning for like three or four episodes. And then we'll be strictly on Paramount Plus. So, you know, I think, I think you know, listen, the streaming services are, are cranking. You had a massive merger this week with uh, the, the AT&T media assets merging, merging with Discovery. They're creating a separate company. Massive. The assets that Discovery has and the assets, the media assets, Time Warner, CNN, and so forth, that uh, AT&T has. You're talking a behemoth group now you got the disney nbc universal you know and uh it's gonna be interesting to see like kind of where it all shakes out and how much people are gonna pay for don't you think like everything now is subscription like are people what are they gonna pay for yeah listen i think you're gonna have to calculate that i think you know you know, four ninety nine a month for for Apple, four ninety nine a month for Paramount Plus, four ninety nine a month for Disney, four ninety nine a month for uh, Discovery Plus, four ninety nine a month for uh, this. You know, thirteen or whatever Netflix is now. You know, the two that I think have to be real careful are HBO and Showtime. I love because HBO. at the end of the day, you probably watch Apple TV. There's three or four shows. Disney, three or four shows, plus movie, library, Paramount Plus, Peacock, sports, a few shows. But when you're looking at 25 bucks a month for HBO, that, now granted, they have a lot of stuff, but to I me, think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So it'll be interesting, you know, and, you know, obviously Fox Corp, um, you know. What do we, we have? Two- well, we got we got Tubi, which is just fantastic. Oh, right, okay. You know, you know, if you don't know Tubi, you need to know it. It's you know, advertiser driven video on demand. You know, great movie library. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm addicted. They, they, it's like you know, you watch like one like assassin movie, and then like all these others come up, and you're like, oh my god! And you, you, before you know it, it's three in the morning, and you've watched like four assassin movies. <laughs> Okay, I'm on board. I'm on Tubi board. Um, plus, uh, plus, uh, 
and this isn't a sales pitch, but our news is on Tubi and people, a lot of people watch our news on Tubi. Well, cause it's on demand, right? It's like, you can right? just, yeah. Right. So they're there, they see it, they start watching it. There's, there's a lot of viewership on Tubi. So I think, you know, those types of, um, you know, those types of services complement yeah. you know, the traditional linear TV. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful we, we, we do 80 hours of news a week because I still think there's always going to be appetite for news, especially local news. So, sure. uh, but you know, to your point, the landscape's changing for sure. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. So. Um, okay. Last one. Are you going to disclose your weight? Airlines are now saying that they are going to ask people to disclose their weight. And I know, you know, we always talk about health on this podcast. Sometimes you're on a diet. Sometimes you're not. I mean, are you, what do you weigh these days? Like, are you willing to just like go up to American airlines and tell them? Yeah. I'm 191 this morning. I should be 181. Oh, that's not bad, though. You're only like 10 pounds from your goal. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't eat yet this morning, so really it's probably like 13 or 14 once I have a breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. All right, we'll weigh in tonight. All right. If I get on the plane at 6 in the morning, I'll tell them my weight, but if it's at 6 o'clock at night, I'm not going to disclose. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, my God. I like that theory. That's good. Yeah, they got to get you before you've had your breakfast sandwich. Okay. I get up, work out like I did this morning, and just have coffee, I'll tell them my weight. <laughs> But you know, I I have uh, my breakfast sandwich, a big, uh, you know, couple pizzas for during the day or something. (laughs) No. Also on a weekend, on a week, you know, after a Friday, Saturday night, if I'm flying out Sunday morning, they're not getting my weight. (laughs) Oh my god, I like that theory. Okay, they got to catch you at a certain hour. That's good. That's good. Oh my god. All right, Patrick. Is that that because they're afraid they're like the plane's gonna? Yes. Well, there. Did you see this? They're saying that people are getting Americans are getting so large that they are worried about weight between this the luggage. Yeah. People are check. You know, people are willing to check three, four bags, pay the fee, but you still have the weight issue of the plane. So they want people to so start voluntarily. Are they going to charge you more? No, but I imagine they're going to oh. bump people. Right? They're going to say, "Okay, oh. we're over weight limit." So either you know some no, of that's going to go over well. What are you yeah. going to do? I mean, don't you? I'd rather have, I'd rather like take the next flight than risk. Like South, is it Southwest where you have to buy two seats if you're over a certain size or something? Don't they do that on a lot of airlines? I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. I've heard of people doing that, I think, on a lot of airlines. But anyway, yeah. I don't think it will fly either. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Maybe they're, I bet they're probably going to start restricting your luggage before they, you know, well, ask they already them. do. I mean, or you got to pay a fortune, right? If it's more than 50. But I bet they'll even tell you you can't. Or maybe they're they'll up the fee yeah. so high you can't bring anything. All right, Patrick. Honestly, well, one bag fifty pounds. Like these people bring too many bags. Like enough. Why? Like, well, watch some, this shit. You got to bring your glam, all your stuff. You know, going to Europe for two weeks. You got to bring well, like four you bags. Got the people with the strollers and the, the bag. Like hey, now that's us. You, oh, if if you're bringing that much shit, drive. Like seriously. <laughs> like I know. I know. You know what it is? It should be one little bag. Wash your clothes when you get there. Like, I do uh, agree. I like traveling light. I do have to say, but now I got a kid, so it's like so much shit. But anyway, yeah. But don't don't be that one that brings the stroller and the car seat and it. Like, stop. I'm going to, like, but I'm going to bring like little, um, you know, shots. You know great, real quick, you know, it'd be a great service, and I'm sure it's already a service, so we're not going to make any money on it. But so, like, when you're traveling somewhere, there should be a really good service that, like. You get, you know, like when you go and you rent like great golf clubs at a golf resort. Yeah. 
don't have to bring your clubs and you get to play with like pings or Callaways or whatever. Like you get like top notch stroller, top notch this, top and you just rent it. I think it does exist. Shit. I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah. I, Yes, but I'm going to try that service, actually, when I fly to Maine or whatever to visit my family. I'm going to try that and see what it's like. Oh, I, I know, like, rent car rental places, you could rent car seats. I know that. Um, I actually done that in 20-something years ago, so that's not new. But anyway, but a concierge service for all shit kids, right? So you don't have to bring everything. <laughs> shit kids. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> I, I don't like mean that. shit kids. I meant shit for kids. Shit kids. Um, kids. All right, we covered it all on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, we've talked right. Chrissy Teigen to international relations. So, where yeah. can people solve, follow you? Patrick GM Fox Five DC. We all solved right. all the problems, sir. All people, the problems. People, our audience should be much larger because we really do solve a lot of people's issues. Okay, I don't want to hear it though because I think you're afraid of the fame. You don't promote yourself. It could I be know. huge, but you, you know, I think no. you. By the way, the more famous you are, the more you get canceled. So I don't want it. <laughs> That's why we can't promote but, ourselves. By the way, next, next week will be our 150th episode, I think. I know. And we're a sleeper podcast, and we want it that way. Sleeper. We don't want it's anyone fun. else to listen. Uh, when the person who's on the podcast gets to decide how long the podcast stays on, we're good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. 150 next Sarah, week. We've been, we've been through births. Like, we've been through it all. I know this podcast, seriously, new studios, births, um, you know, like what a pandemic, like everything. This podcast, yeah. I know. And we're still going strong. I know. Well, I mean, we're still going. I don't know about strong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our audience is small, but mighty, you know, I mean. I like that. Yeah. You know what? We're a niche podcast. <laughs> micro niche. We're micro niche. <laughs> micro niche. Yeah, we <laughs> You cannot. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.